Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Here we go, Shelter Footy Cast, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield with you on your Thursday, Friday, whenever you're listening, welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. G'day Skeet, how are you? Very well, Scully. Great to see a full round of footy back. We've had uh, three weeks of little bits and pieces of six weeks, six matches, six matches. I think just have one full weekend of no footy and then get back the following week. You footballers, you want every little advantage and have a break here and there. Just have a week off and get back into it. Don't, Stop this fiddling around. Don't do me like that. Don't you footballers, man. I tell you what is great to see. Your bloody outfit today, mate. I tell you what, pocket square in. you got the checkered suit. you got the Julius Marlowe's. You've never looked better. Yeah, and you might actually find a uh, tailor to get uh, hold of those jeans. <laughs> no, I'm just doing some uh, bit of corporate stuff later on today. Oh, well, I say corporate. I'm <laughs> doing something with Essendon Footy Club at a bar a bit later. But I might want to make it sound a bit more flash than what it was. <laughs> oh, Skeet's off to the big corporate jobs later today. But... We are here for the round fifteen preview. It gets a, that's mate, hard, mate. That's that's gone quickly. How quick has a year gone? Round fifteen. Holy shit! It's <laughs> extraordinary. Uh, very good. So, what we do here on the Shelter Footy Cast, if you are new to the show, it's a West Australian theme. We go through the West Coast Eagles, the Fremantle Dockers, the rest of the round. We give you who's going to win. Skeet and I tip tip a winner anyway. <laughs> we don't know who's going to win though. We're shot. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow us on social Shelter Footy Cast. You can find us uh, on a website. <laughs> absolutely, uh, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email, or you can find us over at the Shelter Brewing. Uh, website shelterbrewing.com.au follow the links there or you can watch us on YouTube listen to us on a podcast absolutely everything brought to you by Shelter the boys down in Bustleton in front of the jetty down there doing great things caught up with the boys during the week going very well very well Skate very well they're locking the 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 cast as well, the little podcast we're doing, so it's good. The footy yes. cast is working well for them, and and I'll tell you what, they uh, had a couple of shelters last weekend, and uh, good drop, good drop. You, you, you had the house to yourself, so you would have liked no footy last weekend by the sounds of things. No, I watched a bit of no footy. No footy, shelters, jazz crackers, <laughs> just, Julius Marlowe's off. Just completely lost the plot. You know you lose your way when your wife's away, <laughs> in terms of Adam Elaine. She's back, thank goodness, and I'm just back in a sweet the spot. Who's Adam Elaine? Is that what you just said? Or did I just make that out, out of my lane? Oh, you know, out of my lane. She puts me back in my lane, and now I'm no, not who's, Adam. Who's Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, big moment in the round. Uh, round fifteen. 
think it's Jordan Degoe. Um <laughs> We've spoken about him a little bit, but we've sort of seen this all play out across probably three shows now. So he was going to Bali and we sort of questioned why that was happening. He went to Bali, social media went off and, you know, there was a big ruckus about that. And now it's played out. Collingwood Football Club, the CEO, came out and spoke. Jordan Degoe put out a statement before that saying doesn't want to be persecuted by the media. And now he's taking personal leave. So I don't know where it all sits and plays out from here, but I kind of my, my overall my first thought was, are we all happy now? You know, it's it's been a shit show. Clearly, he's 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 not coping well because he's now stepped away from the game. I don't think that's a good. Th- I don't think that's a good thing. You know, that's not that's not a positive outcome. Um, he's been suspended. Fines been handed down at twenty five thousand dollars, which. For me, it doesn't really mean anything. It's nothing. It's not a suspension. No. It's, it's not even a penalty because essentially he probably will never have to pay that because unless he steps across the line. If he steps across the line again, then you'd think that perhaps he's going to find himself not at the footy club. I mean, but this in in isolation, this wasn't, I don't think, a hanging offence. No. But what it did do, I think, and you have to listen to to women who who viewed this and and thought this was pretty disrespectful. This is what we see guys do in nightclubs all the time. Albeit they were friends and, and his his friend, the female friend, ticked off on it. Yes. They said, no, nothing to see here. I think at the end of the day, if there were women who thought, you know what, this happens to me when I go out to nightclubs, I'll get harassed or get... Albeit that was a playful scenario. Yes. That if women are offended, they think that's... And some of the hand gesturing that he made... I, I, you know, I have to defer to what they feel. And I, yep. I've got a feeling Christine Holgate and a few at the Collingwood Football Club thought uh, that way because when Jordan was in Bali, he was teeing off at the media and and the overkill and and the persecution, all the the, the rhetoric that he came out with. He returns and within about seventy two hours, he didn't obviously train with the club. He's apologising to the club for a lack of or the trust that he betrayed. So, uh, look, I'm not into hanging the bloke, but by the same token, um, interesting to see Dugowie's been whacked, I think, a lot harder than what Bailey Smith was when he came out and apologised. And, yeah, it's it's interesting the way the media, because the media might might have got a bit of a whack across the year by Jordan himself, they thought, we'll go a bit harder here now. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's the case, but certainly I think Bailey Smith, in a lot of people's eyes, Got a reprieve pretty quickly by the way he came out and spoke, as opposed to Jordan, who fired back at uh, at those who were pointing the finger. I, I spoke about that at the time with Bailey Smith. I was impressed with the fact he put his hand up. He, he he did say that he was you know going through some mental demons, but again, I spoke about that, saying, "Well, that's that's true. I don't think there was a mental health card played. He was honest, open, put his hand up. Yes, I stuffed up. Give me my penalty. I'll sort myself out." Whereas Jordan Ngoi, front foot. Um, I think he probably misread the situation a bit as well by the sounds of things. And then he's finding himself in more grief. But is that, is that Collingwood's fault for not getting him to... I think Collingwood's got a lot to play in this. I don't think they've played this very well. haven't handled that well in my eyes. And mind you, I'm not sure they were aware that Jordan was going to put out a, a, no. a an Instagram a rant that, as he did. So You know look, how all this has stopped? Well, first of all, you know Jordan behaving himself in an appropriate manner. But like I, the more I think about it, how they let him go to Bali... That's getting, Given his history, it's, it's now it's now moving into Jordan Degoe's behaviour and you know, mental health and ADHD diagnosis. But if Collingwood don't let him go overseas, which I've never heard of a player doing that during the season, this doesn't happen. Yeah, and and 
and hopefully he can keep building on the trust that he's speaking about. And he's clearly a work in progress. But I think aren't we all? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't oh, know. Look, I mean, we're the first to say, look, you yeah. know, we enjoy that he's able to go out and have a drink. And I think young men need that outlet. The only thing I am confused about is after the New York incident, which I think happened at the start of the year or yep. early in the year. Why wasn't the ADHD? Uh, yeah. aspect brought out then. That, that to me, I don't know. And he's taken leave from the club. So look, in all honesty, let's hope he's in a decent space because he's a young man playing footy. He hasn't broken the law in this occasion. The New York one to me was a, a case was a far more raised the eyebrows. What's yeah. he up to here? Uh, and just quickly before we move on, the TikTok boys, uh, Isaac Quainer. You no, been, you been. T- Isaac Quainer and uh, Jack Ginovan copying a fair bit of grief over the rating of the women on TikTok. Now, mm. I went home, I've got 21-year-old daughters, and I said to one of them, I said, Olivia, what do you think about it? She goes, Dad, it's nothing. Because simply put, women, she said, we do the same with guys. Huh. We rate them. That's and sometimes the guys aren't actually even real. Sometimes it's a fictional uh, setup. But she said, no, we do the same thing. It's lighthearted, it's a bit of fun. So just to put some context, which I wasn't aware, it happens both ways. So the, the Collingwood boys, slap on the wrist, I don't think, given the, the, the social media use that is in play now, that it's, uh, it's down that track of demeaning women. That's real context because I'd take the piss out of you, calling your old bastard sitting here with me on the shoulder footy cast, but I, I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm removed from that. And kids these days, inverted commas, yep. they operate differently socially, um, they interact differently online. And a lot of the people commenting on that are our age. And, and of course, we look at it and think, oh, that is disrespectful. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. But guess what? Uh, most, If you look on any social media site, and if I go to my girls, uh, whether it's Instagram or Snapchat, what we saw with Jordan Ngoi, it's dime a dozen. Yeah. That's regular. Which is, you know, that's even a bigger issue. Is that right or wrong? But that's what's it's happening. It's happened. It's It is. All right. Going to move on. Uh, let's get into West Coast and Fremantle. Nine games to get through this week. So start with West Coast v Essendon. Friday night, Optus Stadium. A big standalone Friday night game. No, du- <laughs> they've doubled up Friday night footy. So they've got two games playing. I'll tell you why they're doing that. Because the Eagles Essendon would have probably been Saturday night at Optus. But because they've got State of Origin on Sunday at the same venue, the turnaround would have been really quick. So that's why they've been pushed it, in my eyes, to the Friday night. The line painters need to get out there with... I redo think, the I just think that it, it gives Optus Stadium a bit more time to get them the, the ducks in a row for Sunday for State of Origin. I'm, I'm serious. Yep. So we see double header Friday night. It's you know, I think it could be. I think it could be a good game. I agree. I think I've looked at it. and I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, West Coast, uh, of of course, lose Jeremy McGovern. He's out. He's had surgery on those ribs and some internal issues. So he's he's clearly not in a good way. I don't know if he'll play for the rest of the year. I'm not saying he won't. But he's well, would you? Out. If there's any nah, risk, why he's going to be out for a decent amount of time? They regain Tim Kelly. Liam Ryan will be back. Nick Nananui will be playing in the waffle. So they are getting numbers back. We have spoken about this. West Coast will continue to build. But I think they'll lose Dom Sheed. Uh, reports he's got a bit of a hot spot in his foot, so I don't think he will play <sighs> tomorrow. No I just soreness, so it's just a precaution. But, yeah, that that is the, the downside. You do get Tim Kelly back in replacing him. Interesting, Nick Nat Nui playing in the waffle. If that happens, I'm waiting for all the... <laughs> The, 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 the crying out from Will Schofield. You don't put a Ferrari in a garage, take it out of a garage and then take it out in the backyard. You put it out. In the, why aren't you jumping up and down about Nick Nat Nui playing waffle? Would you like me to? Well, this where's the consistency? Nat Five can do it. Why can't Nick Nat? Okay. I think West Coast should play Nick Nat Nui in the AFL. You can't put a Ferrari out in the paddock, mate. Get him in the AFL. What's he going to do differently in 
the waffle that he can do in the AFL. Well, where West clearly Coast, where West Coast is shit. He's Get played him in there. zero footy. That's that's. I mean, okay, it, just put him in there. Do you think? He, do you think he off zero footy is better than Cal Jamison? Not talking ill of Cal Jamison. Is he going to be a better prospect in the ruck than him? It's not even so much is he a better player He plays than 60 minutes anyway. He plays 50 minutes anyway. Yeah. Hasn't taken a mark this year. Is that... A, oh, I did hear Cole. Hasn't taken a mark this is year. Is that fact? That, that is if... I mean, we know Nick Nat doesn't take a lot of marks, but not having taken a mark this year. How many games did he play? Oh, I would venture six to eight. Maybe I'm being generous there. Okay. Well, I haven't taken a mark this year either, and neither have you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how does each team win? Uh, Darcy Parrish may be back for the Essendon uh, Footy Club too, which will be good to see the best players play. How does West Coast win? I think they're going to play a similar brand of football that they did against Geelong. We both saw that game. Pressure, high tempo. They, they, they weren't playing quickly, but they were high tempo. They moved the ball quite quickly. And through the middle, uh, Jas- uh, Jasmine, J- uh, Jermaine Jones through the middle, players who could break the lines. Yeah, I-, I did like the way they went about it. Geelong's a slow b- ball-moving yeah. team historically, so maybe that, that yeah. played into West Coast hands if they were trying to move the ball a bit quicker. So that's how West Coast wins. Essendon, uh, I think they've got to play the way we saw them play last year, which is take the game on, run and gun. If you put West Coast under pressure defensively that way, they they haven't stood up this year when teams have moved the ball quickly because they haven't they haven't been defending well they haven't been uh, reacting quickly when the opposition get the footy when the ball turns over so Essendon as soon as they get it they should just be going every every opportunity and expose a West Coast team with Adam McGovern uh, get the ball out of the back West Coast have had a lot of out the back goals because they've been slow to react defensively so I think that's how Essendon win I think forget about play the way they did last year play the way they did last week against St Kilda it was really good Friday night footy and I was so impressed with them Peter Wright now you talk about defensively for the West Coast well he kicked four goals he it's been a pretty good pickup for Essendon, despite the the knock on two meter Peter. So I think he was been terrific. Jake Stringer, if you know that third quarter, if he can keep producing that type of footy, he's one of the more senior players. Interesting that Darcy Parrish didn't play last week, and yep. whether that affected their ball movement or, or their midfield structure, but they looked a better team. So Essendon, for me, if they play like they did Friday night against the Saints, they beat the Eagles. Is that your pick? Yes. Okay, Essendon. I pick West Coast. No surprise. What do you mean? Well, you've gone back, back to back selections for West Coast. That's okay. You're entitled to get occasionally one wrong. Skates picked the favourite. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for more insight from Mark Reddings. Fremantle v Carlton. He'll pick. I bet you he'll pick Freo here. So, so will they be favourite? That's a good they are question. slight favourites. Okay. Not that I follow that too closely. Well. Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> You like a little, just a I little. I like a flutter. Yeah, I do. Little, just a little flutter. I need on a couple punt. of vices in life. That's one of them. <laughs> the punt, the piss. What else <laughs> yeah, you got? Yeah, to keep stop there. Yeah, okay. Frio v Carlton Saturday, one forty-five Marvel Stadium. So it's under the dome. Uh, Carlton don't have a key defender. True. They do not have a key defender, and Frio adversely they may get Tabiner back, so they could have Lob. Tabana, and we don't speak about Fremantle's key forwards a lot, but they could have a pretty decent forward line to operate while Carlton has no key defender. So um, Fremantle will get back Michael Frederick from the club-imposed suspension, and Darcy Tucker may come back in to cover Blake Akers, who's still out with a hamstring. Carlton, I'm not sure how they actually cover the losses. Um, Their team will remain a bit unchanged, but they lose their key defenders. So... I've heard actually Harry Mackay's name thrown around nah. as someone who goes back. You do Can't not put do that. the leading – he's close to leading the Coleman. You don't put him back. No, no. And look, I, I, I tend to disagree. I think Carlton can win this game. I think their midfield will be able to 
at least halve the, the, the yep, battle. That'd with, be with, big, big battle there, yeah. Yeah, big battle. And I, st- I still think that Mackay and Kurnow, who have beaten um, here what, two two months ago, thereabouts against Freeman, I think they can they can have an, an afternoon out and, and score enough to, to win the game. So I, I think they can win. Uh, Luke Ryan's had the flu this week. He should be playing, which is good news. But, yeah, I look, Fremantle up their eyeballs in this. And they win this, of course, top four, top two becomes more realistic. And I know you're probably going to stick with the boys in purple, which I totally understand. And it's an, it's an easy call to make and a good call to make. But I think Carlton at Marvel... Will be, and I thought they were pretty good against Richmond. It's not an after easy call to make. They're going to they're no, going no. To, it's, no I'm saying it's an easy call to make because yeah. of their form and the way they're playing. Yeah. Right? but I think Carlton were good enough against Richmond, despite as we thought getting jumped early in the wet. I thought they hung in there pretty well, so I'm going to stay with them. And Carlton, uh, Carlton, if their midfield can get it on top, it's going to turn it into a battle between Pierce, yep. Cox, Mackay, Kerno. Like that'll be. If if it is a cult, you know, can Frio's defense and and their you know not just their team defense but their back six can they hold up against a Freeman a Carlton midfield who could potentially get on top? But if Freeman's midfield can get on top, then they get to send their team defense up. Um, you know, n- n- notoriously this year, Freeman will have been a very good side to stop opposition scoring. They're the best in the league, except against Hawthorne, where it really yeah. it was a shootout, which I was quite surprised with. But maybe that that's the game a just... Sam Mitchell thing. Yeah, uh, Sam Mitchell would have known that Freo are a good side, and he would have had a plan in order to open the game up. Yep. You, you got to do that. So that's what Carlton's got to do to win. They're going to try and open the game up, maybe move it a bit quicker than they have been, take the game on. Uh, sort of similar to West Coast. Can you get them out the back? Can you open that defence up rather than let them get set, get their team defence going and slow the game down? I'll pick Freo. You'll pick Carlton. Correct. Okay, well, got a couple of differentiating oh, tips. Easily easily done this round. There's so many tough matches. At least one of us will be have one right. A couple of draws off the top probably. Um, okay, there we go. There the West Coast and Fremantle stats here on the Shoulder Footy Cast. What are you shaking your head about, Dan? You're right over there, mate. Dan's been hung over everybody. Where's he been? Oh, don't. Where have you been? Where have you been? Just meet. Just just meeting some friends. What? Wh- oh, that's a, <laughs> that's just a most inane, non-descriptive. Uh, I went out. Do they have any shelters where you were? Uh, they unfortunately didn't. I did ask if they had a little hidden stash somewhere behind the bar, but I'm what was hopefully the, soon. What was the venue? Uh, <laughs> the Whale and Ale in, in Clarkson. The Whale and Ale in Clarkson. Well, you've gone far and wide to find a venue to get gas. Well done, yeah, young man. Yeah, I had, to, I had to pull over halfway to fill up the gas tank. It was that far away. <laughs> Have you pressed record? We are uh, recording. Yes, we are okay, Very good. Rest of the round. Here we go. Coming at you. Melbourne v Brisbane tonight, Thursday night. Big game. Massive game and, and some big ins, of course, for Melbourne. Stephen May is huge given what he does for their defensive setup. Uh, Sam Wiedemann. He's yes. a young forward who's, well, to be honest with you, Melbourne needs someone to, to spark them in attack because their second halves over the last three weeks have been horrendous. And Bedford is the, the other young bloke coming into the side who's, he's got a couple of tricks as well. Max uh, Gorn comes out though. Yes, no, I was about to say, Max, he's the, the big out. Can they cover him? Does Luke Jackson automatically just play Ruck? It, I mean, Max Gorn's clearly a star of their team, but if Travis Jackson, what do I keep calling Travis Jackson? Luke Jackson could play... 100% ruck, they probably would try that out and leave Max forward. So I think he'll have to be chopped out by someone. 
I don't know who, but I don't know if he plays 100% run. Is it a Wiedemann? Is it someone of that ilk? <clears throat> I'm not sure, but uh, what about Brisbane? Now, for their part, they've got some, including their captain, Z- Dane Zorko, yep. amongst others. Uh, yep. So that's huge. So uh, Zach Bailey will be out. He's, be- he's been a really big part of what they're doing this year. He plays in the forward line a lot. A lot of people want to see him in the midfield, but he kicks too many goals as a forward. He's out with H- H&S protocols, so he'll be uh, having a couple of weeks off with uh, COVID, more than likely. Darcy Gardner comes out. Another player that does a lot for Brisbane. He's a lockdown defender. It's very difficult to replace lockdown defenders, I will say. <laughs> hey, I tell you, you think they're a dime a dozen, but you got to you got you got to be in it to win it for Brizzy. Look, Melbourne have lost their mojo a little bit um, on the back of some off-field incidents. Really, I did speak to someone uh, who was in the know, had some very inside information on that night. May v Melksham, pretty much as it was reported, is what happened which is very rare these days so what does that mean for the club and and harmony amongst the team may was running his mouth talk shit about the premiership melksham who's a junior boxer didn't want a bar of having a fight melksham continued to say don't want to fight may wanted to fight so melksham said said all right let's fight out the front went out the front may had a couple of swings missed melksham smacked him in the mouth cut his hand on his teeth and Bob's your uncle. That's so, how it happened. So May is a goose. It's been confirmed. Absolutely <laughs> confirmed goose status. He's a, he seriously, he's a knucklehead. <laughs> he's Neanderthal. <laughs> Absolutely. Melbourne have lost their mojo, though, and will miss their captain, Max Gorn. How do they win it? Do they take him on through the midfield? Is that... They're going to have to win the midfield battle against Brisbane. They can't. There's no other way to beat Brisbane. Well, you think they can with Petrarca, with Oliver. They've got the, the, the weapons to do that. So it's just it's very strange to me that they've gone from being this unbeatable force to now. How do they win a game of footy against Brisbane at the MCG? Uh, yep. Brisbane's attack, we know how good it is, but we saw it at the Optus Stadium against the Dockers. Albeit their defence was so good, free Melbourne. Melbourne. Let's be honest, they've got a very good defence with Stephen May back there. Yep. So I think that Melbourne, so much heat on them over the, the past month, but that week's break, I think as much as any team in the comp, that will do them the world of good. So I, I, on that basis, I think the Demons, albeit the MCG, it might be the obvious selection, but I, I just think they, if they're a top two side, which I think they are, they, they need to start to uh, kickstart their season. If anything, the last sort of three losses for them have just given us a bit of little boost if you're having a flutter. I, I, I like Melbourne as well. I don't see them losing. I think Melbourne will win. Yep. Um, Brisbane Brisbane can attack them early though. Melbourne are a confident team. They won a premiership. But given what's happened off field, what has happened the last three weeks, they've lost three games in a row. Self-doubt starts to come. Correct. If you start well on their home ground, they think, oh, maybe we're not we're as not good that, as we yeah. are. Yeah, so Brisbane can do that. I don't see them doing it. I, I think Melbourne win. They don't win easily, but I think they win. I think we'll both take Agreed. Melbourne. Agreed. Western Bulldogs v Hawthorne. Uh, don't think that's a Friday night game, is it? Friday? It is Friday. That's the first game of the double header. Oh, Five o'clock our time it starts. Oh, so. Okay, so this is the double up. Absolutely. So, again, I think another good game. This one could be a high-scoring affair. Western Absolutely. Bulldogs, last week against GWS, highest-scoring game of the year against a Hawthorne side that – you know, we've been not critical, but speaking about the way they move, they take a lot of risks and risk v reward. When it pays off, they score a lot. And I, I, under the dome, 
Friday night. I could see this being a massive shootout. Yeah, and an exciting game of footy, which hopefully is the case. But for the Bulldogs, English, Jeray, and Cody Waitman could all miss. Now, we know what happened to Cody. Now, have you ever seen a player dislocate their elbow? Yes, and, to, to, that, to start the question. And, and then come back on? No, crazy stuff. And it was clearly dislocated. It wasn't like, oh, I wonder what he's done there. He's dislocated his elbow. And he's kicked five straight on the night. And he was after the game, he looked as if he was in reasonable health. But Josh yeah. Kennedy did it one year, and he spent oh, 10 to 12 weeks in this like um, brace, this metallic brace that locked his arm in place. And he was – can't imagine it would have been too fun at home for him, you know, get, cracking a beer or wiping his ass, whatever he was doing. <laughs> uh, it was locked in this, in this, in this vice. So I reckon Cody Waitman could be the same. So he'd take it out of the vice 10 minutes before the game, strap it up, Get out so there. you think he could play on tomorrow? Uh, it's a big oh, call. I don't think so. But no. I'm just saying, Josh Kennedy did. So if he doesn't, just speaking of dislocations, I remember seeing. Was it, I think it was Jared Crouch at Geelong. I think he was playing for Sydney. He dislocated his kneecap. Maxwell, Maxfield, Maxfield. You sure, Maxwell? Maxfield? I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Anyway, it was a, it was a Sydney player. Hit the the kneecap back oh. into place. <laughs> So, although, I mean, at least Waitman needed a bit of help to get the elbow back in place. Uh, Hawthorne will get Jack Dunstan and Mitch Lewis uh, coming back into play, um, which is big for them. They'll have some scoring power. Who wins? Bulldogs primarily because <clears throat> if they're going to play finals, again, it's a pivotal game for them. So the Bulldogs to win it. Hawthorne's exciting. I like them. But do you trust them at this stage? Not enough to suggest they've got uh, the midfield talent to beat the Bont, to beat Trelaw, to beat McRae, to beat the the the, D, the, the Bulldogs mids, which invariably get so much of the footy and coming off that, that result over the Giants, I'm going to stick with the Dogs. I think they are too. I think Bulldogs will beat Hawthorne, but it's going to be a good game, high scoring game and uh, it'll be a good one on Friday night footy. Geelong, Cats v Richmond, MCG oh. another cracking game. Uh, Dangerfield and Martin back. So a couple of Brownlow medalists return. Yeah, Dangerfield's won a Brownlow medal. Yeah. You looked at me, I saw those no, eyes. I was, I, was I, was just thinking, nah. I was just thinking the timing to get, I mean, yeah. Dusty was sick last week and, and Danger's been just cooling his heels, getting himself right. I'm sure both clubs looked at the schedule and went, bang, that's when we need these guys back. Obviously, Dusty was going to come back in any case, but just it's a tantalising thought. And they're both big game players as well. I think Dangerfield comes out and has a big game, I think. He's the sort of guy that... He'll, I think, not knowing him that well, but four weeks layoff, he'll be been working his ass off. He'll be, he'll be want to be like, I'm back and I'm back in a big way. So he'll start the centre bounce probably on Martin. They probably could start on each other. And then say, say goodbye. Yeah, probably. I think so. I think they could both have big games. Cochin misses with a broken collarbone, so he could miss some time. How does each team win this one? Well, Geelong. Yeah. Purely, I know you went huge on Jeremy Cameron when we saw him against the Eagles. Oh, I mean, he's very good. I just didn't think he had the impact that he usually does. Oh, I don't know. I thought the way he got up and down the ground. Look, anyway, I think he and Tom Hawkins, yep. the the big two, albeit I think uh, there might be an issue down back for for Richmond Bolter. I think there's one of their key defenders Bolter, yep. in doubt or certainly not playing. That's where Geelong for me still remains a massive threat. I think uh, I think Richmond can win because. The way they play their best footy, and we saw it, uh, they started the game, we spoke about it after the fact we both went again, tipped against them. They know this is a big game. MCG, they don't lose there very often. It doesn't matter how they're going. They'll come out and play their brand of footy, which is tap on, knock on. I hate watching Richmond, to be honest. I think it's yuck footy, mm. but it's successful. So you can't knock it. And and I think 
they're going to beat Geelong because I think that that style of play doesn't suit Geelong. Geelong want to possess the footy. They want to go quick at stages, but Richmond just doesn't allow you to do what you want to do. And I think Richmond win this, and I think they win it pretty well, actually. You're going to pick Geelong, are you? I'm tipping Geelong, yes. Okay, um, but the MCG is the factor that you, yes. you rightfully point out is if this is played down at the Cattery, you, you almost yep. can't pick against Geelong, can yeah, you? Yeah, correct. So that's why it's a good game, though, because I think it'll tighten it right up. But yep. I'll take Richmond, you take Geelong. Very good. Sydney Swans v St Kilda, Saturday evening at the SCG. Another good game. They're all good. Um, Tom Hickey returns after Peter Laddams had an absolute brain fade against his old team in Port Adelaide. He's punching blokes in the chest and absolute ruckman-like behaviour. Just carrying, like a, like you would say, an absolute goose uh, at Adelaide Oval. Jack Steele returns, the captain. Big, big. I mean, you sort of forget he hasn't been playing. They've been running some really young guys through that midfield. Owens was in there. He's been out for with concussion. Uh, Wynn Hager, I like his name, actually. He's been running through there. But Jack Steele bumps them out of it and really improves the St Kilda side, which both teams need to win. I reckon both teams have lost their mojo a little bit here, um, haven't been playing their best footy. They've been grabbing some wins here and there, but I think this one's a real a real eight-point turnaround. You know, They're both sort of sitting similar positions on the ladder. Both teams will have this one circled on the calendar. They need to win it. Absolutely. St Kilda, a loss to Brisbane, that's no... Um Nothing that's going to really uh, look back in hindsight and say that was a horrendous loss. But losing to Essendon last Friday night really set them back a bit because given Essendon's position on the ladder. And the Sydney Swans, we both tipped them against Port Adelaide and they were disappointing. They were were disappointing. They've done it a couple of times where you you see them beat Melbourne, you think, wow, this is the Sydney Swans we want to see. So who are we going to pick? SCG factors are all I can go towards. So Sydney. I think Sydney wins because of... That I think at home, I think they've lost uh, last week. I, yeah, I just feel they're probably a bit more. If I was putting the, the ladder at the start of the year, I had Sydney ahead of St Kilda. Yep. I know this is going back a bit, but I, I just think they are a team a bit more advanced in the Saints. Yeah, I mean they've been my side. I've been pushing pretty hard. I, I, I like them as a team. I think when they play their best footy, it's exciting to watch. You got a young forward line with Buddy up there as well. They defend. They've always defended well. I'm picking Sydney as well. I think they do well in the SCG. Yep. North Melbourne v Adelaide. Speaking of great games, this is not one of them. This is not one of them. At Blundstone Arena on Sunday. My gosh. Uh, North and the Crows. Does anyone care? I know, seriously. Like West Coast v Essendon, I think has some interest. There's been a traditional rivalry there. It's Friday night footy. Both teams are coming off pretty good wins. This is actually the problem with North Melbourne. I have no interest in watching them play. I have none. Look, absolutely none. I, yeah. I won't be watching this game. Well, even Jason Horn francis suspended. There's so there's, there's one there. out. Jack yeah. Zeeble's got the, the facial fracture. Um, look, I, I'll, to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of North Melbourne games this year because I haven't been prone to watching them. If you've got a choice and you've got to spend time with the family yep. or go and watch another game at the same time, you're putting North Melbourne on the back burner. It's not even a background watcher, this one, I don't think, unfortunately. I mean, we're not here to promote AFL, but, I mean, we're not going to pump this one up. No, Adelaide wins. I mean, yeah. I would have thought they'd been good enough. Um, it's, it's, it is in Tassie. Yeah, no, it could be played on Mars. I, I just can't tip North. <laughs> Mars Stadium's in Ballarat. No, that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm not tipping North. You watch North Melbourne win that one. <laughs> you absolutely watch it. You watch it out. And then Dan will replay that for me next yeah, week. We'll Thank have you. a big, big, big sign out in the oval. G'day, Skeet and Scully. We were, wrong. we were wrong. Shelter footy cast. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Collingwood GWS, back in the good games category, I think. Collingwood going very well this season. Got some... Interesting things happening off-field. Jordan Degoe, of course, taking personal leave, which I will say, while we're on this game, 
Uh, I was thinking about Collingwood. I think they've handled it poorly. They shouldn't let him in Bali. If I was a teammate of Jordan Degoe, I would be absolutely filthy. Filthy. He's he's one of their better players. He's decided in the middle of the year that he needs to go for four days to Bali. He's got in trouble. He hasn't taken ownership of his decisions. Now he's taking personal leave. Look, the mental health element is true. I've been through my own mental health issues. Um, I wouldn't ever use it as an excuse for anything. That's just something that happens in life. I would be dead set filthy with Jordan Ngoi because he's a good player and you want your good players playing and they're having a good year. If Collingwood's going no good, mate, like I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic. I understand people's situation, but as a true competitor, that's what I wanted to do: win games of footy. He he helps them win, and now he can't do that. And it's and it's of his own doing, absolutely of his own doing. True, but I I was interested to hear you say that you'd be filthy if you're a teammate. And you say that not in a, a sense you're going to go I want to win. give him a spray. I know that, but by the same token, with most guys, and like you, you could say the same thing about say Willie Rioli about tampering with. A, it's yeah. a bit do, 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 with do you think I was happy with Willie? No, but the first thing you're going to do when you see Willie, I would have thought is, Correct. hey mate, look, you know, you get mates first and, and people, human mate, beings yeah. first. Yep, people mates first. Give him a hug, love him. Yep, I can still I, be in filthy a foot, in I, a footy sense. I can still be filthy with him. Yeah, because, because that year, 2019. That, that disrupted our finals campaign. Yeah, true. And, and it was back end of my career, and we don't get to go and defend our premiership the year, the year before. That wasn't the reason, but it certainly was a, a, it was a speed hump. Yeah, correct. And so I was filthy with him. I love Willie. I, like one of the great one mm. of the great guys, but I still was angry with him yeah. because it affected our ability to win. And so that's why Jordan Degoe, I think his teammates will feel the same but way. But quickly, I think Craig McRae is a right, right guy, even though Collingwood has handled this poorly. I think he's a, the right guy for this team on game day, the way he's got them playing. He's got the young guys coming through the Dacos boys. They, they've got so much to like about them. And they'll have some moments between now and the end of the season. Yep. Even if they don't make the eight, we think oh, that's a poor effort. But they've been pretty... Pretty consistent. They haven't had too many weeks where I thought, yeah. see, they were they were terrible. And and they've proved a lot of people wrong. Not many people picked them. Um, Taranto, Phil Davis to return for GWS. They'll lose their ruckman in Bruce. He's injured again. I think Collingwood win at the MCG. Yeah, Collingwood definitely win at the MCG because the Giants, as good as they were last week, competitive against the uh, Bulldogs. They're playing more exciting footy, but is it winning footy against better teams? I don't think so. I think Collingwood wins. Port Adelaide v the Gold Coast Suns, Sunday, 4-10 Adelaide Oval. I think this is another good game. We've got eight out of nine uh, good games of footy to watch. Totally, and this one's no different. Four or five weeks ago, I think I said Port Adelaide could still make the eight. Last week, I jumped off. They're still actually in that, that mix, aren't they, with the Gold Coast Suns? You want them more often. What are you, <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? Tell me if they're good or not. People are listening to this. Some of a high class. Zero, zero and five. I made a, a statement saying they could still make the, the eight. And I, I'm <laughs> so still. So what do you think now? I, I don't think they will. But okay, perfect. I, Lock they, them in for the eight. But the sun. I'd like to see the Suns get there. And by the way, Zach Butters out. Brent Teagle, I spoke to him yesterday, trying to get hold of his cousin Julia, who's heading across to to Port Adelaide. And how's uh, he going? He's going okay. He's got the the collarbone. I think the quote as he was coming off the ground to, to Ken Hinckley, and and he's waving to the crowd. He's got his shoulder strapped up, and he said. <laughs> That was, you know, that was the best forty-five minutes of my life. Because wow. of course, after that time, he was on the sidelines, benched uh, because of. I an hope injury. that's not the last time we see him at AFL level. But if I mean, what a extraordinary what, what a debut! The Northampton yeah. Northampton product yeah. again, uh, showing a bit of character. Yeah, look, I, I'm staying true to Port Adelaide at home. I think Gold Coast have been very good. It's, if this is this is a flip flop game for me, this is a yep. Gold Coast. I think the Suns win. I'm picking Gold Coast. How about that? Why? 
because um, you picked Port Adelaide. <laughs> Jared Witts <laughs> to, to lead from the front. Absolutely. I don't know why you're not on the Wits train. I mean, they've, they've beaten Sydney. They've beaten Fremantle. They've won their last five games, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Do, do you want any more hotter form or you don't like that? No, they've been Adelaide, Adelaide last Adelaide, week. Against a Port Adelaide side, just do not impress me in the slightest, Port Adelaide. So they beat Sydney, who you regard quite highly yep. last week, but that's not, not good enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Gold Coast Suns will win that game. You've picked Port. What a shock of the world. Favourites again for Mark Reddings. Game to watch. There's a couple of good games I've spoken about. I think Brisbane, Melbourne tonight, Thursday. Yes. That's a top four clash. Got to be there. Fremantle, Carlson. You know, that's a, that's that could go either way. It's, it's an away game. The top four ramifications, both those matches. Yep. And they've left out the other game, which is a ripper, Geelong Richmond. Yes. That's a beauty. So, yeah, yeah that shows is. you how strong this round is. We've seen some absolute stinkers over the past three weekends because of the buys. But this round is absolutely the best of the season thus far, given the ladder positions. We couldn't squeeze um, Adelaide, North Melbourne into games to watch? Not even in the slightest. Okay, very good. That's it. Uh, that's the round preview here on the Shelter Footycast. I like this segment. It's one of my favourite parts of the week. I know it's your favourite as well, apart from getting dressed in front of the mirror and this is (laughs) superb stuff that you get on today. I'm going to give you a couple of uh, suggestions, a couple of questions, a couple of statements, and you and I are going to go at it for a little bit on them. Essendon are in a worse place than West Coast ahead of the Friday night clash. Teams, clubs, future, Essendon and West Coast. Who's in a worse spot? Uh. Look, I know there's a review at Eston. I know there's a um, question marks over the coach at times this year. I think Eston on a playing front is more advanced than West Coast at the moment because of the young players coming through. Okay, so you say West Coast are in a worse spot? At the moment. Their future? Right now? I think West Coast can bounce back quickly, don't get me wrong, but I think Eston, I think Eston's list at the moment, I think moving forward, I think West Coast has got more work to do to get themselves into a better spot. I saw Mick Malthouse pick Essendon to win the flag at the start of this year, and all respect to Mick, he's done a lot of great things in football. That's not one of them, I'll tell you that right now. It was like when Robert Walls picked West Coast to win the spoon in 2018. Just outrageous behaviour. I don't see I don't see a lot of upside in the Essendon list. Well, hang on a sec, that's a bit harsh. No, it's not. I think Martin, a WA kid's gone across there. Terrific. I mean, you, you've got to look at Sam Draper in the ruck. He's going to be a, a really good Good player. Anyone else? Forward. I mean, they've been Nick doing, they've they've been, they've Harrison been doing Jones. the same thing. They did the same thing under John Worsfold. Uh, it's really set them back the drug saga that went on there, the supplement saga. Absolutely. It set them back five or six years. Spoke to Dustin Fletcher this week about it. And I think they've they've missed like a decade of their football because of it. And I don't are they gonna get like they can't make the eight. I don't think they I don't think they're a team that can jump into a top four anytime soon. They've, they've barely got a forward line. Peter Wright, yep, going well, but that's about it. Jake Stringer is the most inconsistent player in the AFL. They did play finals last season. They, which I don't know how they did it. And oh, then, so, they? Oh, then, so then how, how do they rock up and do what they've done to start this year? They played finals last year and they're the bottom three side. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that happened to Melbourne after 2018. They fell off the cliff for what inexplicably. So, look, look. Essendon in a worse spot than West Coast, I'll tell you right now. Essendon, well, as a, as a club with a review with... The, the history of what you, you're talking about with the recovery after the supplement saga, look, I, I, I'm bad at that. Um, but from a playing list point of view, I, I think there's if you line up the two lists at the moment and what's, what's to come in terms of growth from some of the young players, I think West Coast are lacking the younger players, the younger talent that Essendon has at the moment. But don't get me wrong, I think West, both, West Coast... Both are in shambles. Both, well, at the moment they yeah. both are. But West Coast, I've got faith that their bounce-back factor is probably... 
more, more reliable. Yeah. Okay. So we'll agree to disagree. Um, last one. The outside the top four teams, so Brisbane, Melbourne, Geelong, Fremantle, who should teams fear outside that top four? No question. No question. You would not want to play Richmond at the MCG by chance if you're, say, Melbourne in week one of the finals. or um, They are the side that if, they ha- if they're healthy, that's the caveat. If they're healthy with their, their, their key defenders like Grimes and Lost and all up and running and Dusty, you know, the, the main culprits and Prestia, etc. they are the team without question that you'd be going, oh, no, we've got Richmond first up, elimination final. At the G, it would bring heart murmurs. I'll, I'll answer yours with coming at you a little bit. I, I don't think Richmond are a team to fear. Yes, they can come out and play well, but yes, they can come out and play poorly. I think they're stars that have held them in such great regard for the last four or five years are coming towards the end. Trent Cochin, who's been a great captain and leader of that side, is no longer captain. He's out injured. Dustin Martin, we don't even know if he's going to be playing there next year. Tom Lynch has never really got to those heights that Richmond wanted him to. Won three premierships. so <laughs> He's had a reasonable career Yeah, there. he's done well, but he's never been that Jeremy Cameron sort of player. I'm not saying they can Tom win Hawk. it. I'm not saying they can win it, Scully, but I think you're, we're talking about to meet in the first week of the finals wouldn't you fear Richmond ahead of who? Carlton, mate. Carlton. Who in the AFL has anyone to play on? Harry Mackay and Charlie Kerno, and then their midfield. We saw it last week. Who? Well, we saw we saw Richmond do a number on them. Oh no! They controlled that game. Oh no! From basically the get go uh, and held them at arm's length. So without trying to shoot you down in flames, <laughs> <shoot> you, <Jeff. laughs> I'm just going to get a bucket of water. Shoot me down, bang bang. <laughs> I can't come back from that. <laughs> Carlton's better than Richmond. Richmond beat Carlton last Comfortably. week. Okay, well, anyway. oh, that's the first time I'll concede defeat. <laughs> you win. Well done. Very good. Uh, Shelter Footycast here with Mark Rennings, Will Schofield. Hope you're enjoying uh, your time. You can get in touch with us. You can send an email uh, right to us on the Footycast. We'd love to hear from you. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. If you want to send it, we'll read it. That's a little steal from Backchat. Oh, no. Uh, This is from Julian in Bustleton. He's obviously been down at Shelter, I think. Hi, boys. Is Stephen May the league MVP? D's failing, uh, falling to pieces without him, or is he the league... I'm going to say it. Fuck with because of what he's done to the team chemistry off the field. Thanks, Julian. Yeah, I'll agree with the second element of the question. Perfect. um, Because I'm not a huge rap for him. Um on a number of fronts. Uh, the first bit, no, I don't think he's the MVP, but I think he's close to the most important player at Melbourne. Yep, I would say, yeah, he and Gorn, which is they've been sort of without one or the other the last few weeks. So plays a very important role, not only as a player, but you can replace a role um, with another player. You know, they've got Tomlinson on their list and, and, and that hasn't worked. So he clearly is a very good player. I agree with the second part as well. I think he's leading the league in... Uh, goosery, uh, as you would say. Who is the league MVP? Well, I mean, I mean, you can go on whether it's blokes like Oliver or Neil or or Brayshaw. I mean, but is that what about is the judge? Is that how you judge it? They're Brownlow medalists. Yeah, exactly. Is it, MVP? I'm thinking more your most important players, role players to their team. So Stephen May is in the category. That's that's because exactly. he's not going to win a Brownlow medal. No. Um, but yeah, it's a good question about MVP. I think he's the most valuable player almost to Melbourne, but there's there's probably one of those someone, at each club. Yeah, well, someone like a Joe Danaher at Brisbane. I know he's not going to win the Coleman. No. But you take him out of that side, they, they lose a fair bit of their structure. Um, 
I'm thinking about the good teams. Sean Darcy, for instance, he won't. He's close yeah. to the most valuable player at Fremantle yes. because of what he brings. Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron, duo at Geelong. If, yep. you, if you lose one or both of those, well, suddenly, suddenly a defence. Well, whether it's Tom Stewart at Geelong who, who, yep. who provides so much. So yeah, off the back of that, yes, we agree. He's uh, very close to the most valuable player at Melbourne, and yeah, he's probably in the discussion. Okay, very good. Shelter Footy Cast done and dusted. You know where to find us. Our socials Shelter Footy Cast. On Instagram, we need your country footy stories. Before we go, keep your eyes open over the weekend. If you're in the regions, if you're playing country footy, if you see someone bag 27 goals, I I will say, I will tease, I have an all-time country footy story from Cogent Up Football Club. was down there during the week with Dustin Fletcher. Had a great little chat with someone down there, but I'd like to be beaten. If you want a slab of footy, a slab of footy, a slab of shelter, you can send through your story, your regional footy story, and we'll send you out a slab of shelters out. To and there's you. going to be a few of those ones you told me from Cogent Up. There's going to be heaps of them out there, and some quirky, funny milestones, uh, blokes who are playing into their 50s or 60s. Just get it into us, and you could be on the re- receiving end of a tasty batch of shelters. Follow us on socials. Uh, give us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com today. You find us on YouTube. If you really want to check out what Mark Reddings is, I feel like you're going to the races. I don't know if there's races in Perth on a Thursday, but I feel like you're off to the races. I'm too. preparing mentally for the spring carnival. I'm going back this year, baby. They're very good. I'll see you there. Mark Reeves, Will Scoville. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.